Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now Qualls turned it over, straight in the path of Scott Sobey pulls up from the foul line. Nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Final five seconds, it's one-on-one here. Smith pulls up. Could this be the moment? Could this be the moment? Yes, yes, it is the moment. It is the moment. The Brisbane Bullets, Chris Smith with a three-pointer to win the game. Here it comes. McVeigh with the shot, misses, and the Brisbane Bullets win. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NBL show on SENQ. I'm your host, Braden the Hoff Hazelhurst. And what a night it was at Nissan Arena last night. The Bullets getting their third straight win with a last-second heroics from Chris Smith with a game-winning three-pointer to beat the Tasmania Jack Jumpers 80-77. As I mentioned, their third win in a row, and they climb all the way up to fifth place, and the Tassie Jack Jumpers descend to another loss. So a huge win for the Brisbane Bullets. As I mentioned, their third game our third win in a row and against one of the championship favorites as well. And to do that without their offensive engine room in Nathan Sobey, who's been averaging more than 27 points across his last five games. It was a huge win. I have never seen Nissan arena in the four season, the seasons, the bullets have been at that venue that loud as it was last night. It was absolutely insane. And uh, Justin Schuller's team take another step towards getting this bullets team back to the playoffs for the first time since their third season back in the league. So a huge win for the Bullets. It was all Chris Smith. He led the way with 19 points. He was three of nine from the three-point line, including that last second winner over the outstretched hand of Anthony Drimmick, even though the Tasmania Jack Jumpers missed a trick with not fouling, even though they had a couple of uh, personal fouls or team fouls up their sleeves. So uh, Tasmania dropped one there, but a huge win for the Brisbane Bullets. And to talk about all the action last night, we are joined by Brisbane Bullets coach, Justin Schuller. Welcome to the NBL show, mate. What was the feelings like last night after that uh, last second game winner from Chris Smith? Uh, good, mate. Thanks for having me. Like, yeah, real um, real pleasing feel right now. Not just because of you know, Chris being able to, to hit that shot, but for us to call his number, um, for the boys from start to end to just stay with our processes and keep working on our possession-by-possession possession mentality and um, getting contribution from everyone again. And, you know, that's what we've been asking for. And it's good now that we've been able to do that for two or three games in a row. Now, take us through that play out of the timeout for Chris Smith. I know you spoke about it a little bit after the game, but it wasn't exactly the shot you were probably looking for. But can you take us through that last shot from Chris Smith? Yeah, like, I mean, we know he's a really good threat down in, in the post as well as, you know, out on the perimeter. And so we knew if we cleared out that side of the floor, um, he was going to be able to get a look. Um, we probably expected them to foul at least once before that. So we just thought, you know, getting it to a safe part of the floor with a guy that we know can can connect 
on a shot from multiple spots was going to be an advantage for us. And obviously Shannon is the inbounder, someone they couldn't help off either. So uh, it was great. He left the exact amount of time because we said we want one second on the clock in case we need a tip-in rebound. Um, but unfortunately, that gave Tazzy still a chance. So <laughs> um, a big, big shot for him and, and great moment for our club and our fans were were outstanding last night and just hearing you know them at that moment, um, seeing the joy and celebration, um, just another step forward for the club. What What is that win, is it, especially with Nathan Sobiad? He's been sensational lately and, um, you know, a lot of people have said the last couple of games have probably been uh, some of his best games across his career, including that one in Sydney uh, on, on the weekend. But to get that win without someone who's been averaging a, uh, over 27 points across his last five games and... Uh, an MVP candidate across this league. What does that mean? Uh, that win mean for for this group going forward? No, it's huge, and like Nathan's been outstanding for us, man, and, and really carrying a load. And you know, we we had a chat when we kind of knew that maybe he needed to sit this one out, and um, you know, we gave him every chance to get up for it, but it was just one of those that uh, the risk wasn't worth the reward, and it was also one of those moments where we knew we needed to learn: can we win without him? And and that's one of the most pleasing things is no one got shaky. It was just stay with our processes, keep playing possession by possession. And, you know, my challenge to say is, is can he impact winning without being out on the floor? And, and his leadership on the bench and guidance and uh, energy giving was was his contribution to last night. And so what it does now for us is know that, you know, our depth is real. We can trust everyone in the floor and, Hopefully it turns into just another another strength for us as we, we close this season out. Take us through how pleasing it is as a coach to have a, a, your team execute the game plan so well. We spoke about it on air, how important the three-point line is for Tassie, and you kept them to just 16 attempts. They only made six, and you guys made, made more than them. But on top of that, the likes of Sam McDaniel, Mitch Norton, and Shannon Scott on the likes of Jordan Crawford and Milton Doyle, how they were able to execute uh, those plans and, and how much that gives you confidence that when you get in a big game like a play-in or a playoff that this team can execute at such a high level? Yeah, it's been a journey for us, to be honest. Like we, We've been talking about winning habits for a long time and um, you know just getting the understanding of what winning genuinely looks like. And I feel these last two games in particular, and it probably did start with the Southeast game, but our completion on our game plans was was the best it's been so far this year and um, that's the most pleasing thing and you know full credit to our coaching staff to be able to come up with what matters most from a defensive point of view and that's where we're always going to hang our hat and you know I think we still sit top two in the league right now and in that space and like that's what we care about most and um, you know for the execution of that and Sammy McDaniel's game last night and Milton Doyle was was outstanding you, you speak about Nordo and and Shannon as well, and then Isaac White's come in and given us some of those uh, you know, minutes as well. But then we look at our rim protection with our bigs, and like so, we're we're getting something from everyone and just sticking to the plan. And you know, we know if we're going to do anything the rest of the season, that's how it's got to be. And you know, we're really trying to just live in the moment. And, and yep, we enjoyed that one last night, but we know we've got a challenge coming up, and you know, that's all we care about now is like what's next. Um, how do we take care of this one through great execution again and, and put ourselves in the best chance of winning? Casey Prather played his second game last night, played under 10 minutes, hit a massive shot. I thought that one in the in the short corner, that turnaround fadeaway was huge um, for you guys. But 
obviously everyone wants to see him more, right? The, the fans and everything talking about it and and all that sort of stuff. Can you take us through what the plans are with, with Casey going forward? Trust me, there's no one more than uh, me that wants to see him out there more. But, uh, no, like I keep, I keep trying to say, like we want to be smart with him, and um, yeah, I got him out a little bit earlier last night actually because I thought I might need those last two minutes down the stretch, and um, you know, Josh Bannon's impact late was, was really great, and then obviously Sammy Mack was having that impact defensively, so we didn't have to go there. But um, you know, it is a slow build with Case. It has been you know, a couple of years out of the game, and. You know, we've got a, a, a plan with him that we just want him peaking when it gets to playoff time. And, um, you know, his, his integration to the group has been fantastic. He's, he's honestly given us everything we've wanted. Um, you know, people are going to look at stat lines and minutes, but, like, his presence alone has just been a, such a, an energy give for us. So, now we'll slowly build his minutes up as this goes and um, stick to our plan that we have in place because it's really ultimately about what's the impact going to be come playoff time. And, um, you know, that, that's where we sit with that one right now. On Sunday, the Illawarra Hawks come to town and obviously they've been sensational. And under Justin Tatum, um, they've risen into the top six as well after being on the bottom ladder for most of the season. What are the focuses going into that game and what can you take out of, you know, the previous games you played against them? You've got a, an important one-point win over them. And I think it was Justin Tatum's third game in charge up here and you didn't have Josh Bannon for that one. Anything you take out of that and what are the, the key focuses going into that game against the Hawks on Sunday? Yeah, like, I mean, you know, Bannon being out was a big, big part of, you know, how we go into this one is like, that's an advantage we, we probably didn't have last time. And, um, you know, the thing I'll give Justin Tatum credit for is like, he's getting the guys the shots that they need and you know, that's where it starts for us is how can we limit the impact that Sam Froling's having, Justin Robinson, you know, Clark, um, Harvey, you know, like taking away their their spots that they want to get to on the floor. And I think, you know, that's what we've done a great job in these last two games in particular is make them take the shots that we want. And, you know, there's, it's not going to be any different in this one, but, you know, they're playing hard. They're, they're full of confidence. Uh, we get a look at them on Friday night. They play Tassie. Um, so we get to see, you know, just a, against a team that we've just played and there's always an advantage in that as well. But really, as, as I keep saying, it's about staying in the moment for us, step by step, um, possession by possession and, and really making sure we're accountable to what we want to do. And just quickly, Nathan, so be expected back on Sunday? Yeah, definitely. Like it was, um, you know, the risk, as I said, wasn't there wasn't enough reward to play him last night where it could have turned into a a longer term thing. Um, so now it's about, yeah, just getting him his recovery point uh, so that he is good to go on Sunday. But um, yeah, sitting him out last night, there was always the expectation he'll play Sunday and play his usual role. As always, Justin Schuller, head coach of the Brisbane Bullets. Thanks for your time on the NBL show and good luck on Sunday. No, I appreciate it, mate. Anytime. We're back. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Sobe with some footwork in the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome back to the NBL show. I'm your host, Braden the Hoff Hesselhurst. And all thanks to our partners at the Karina Leagues Club. Visit KarinaLeagues.com.au. Before we get into our top dogs and who's on the radar for this upcoming round, just going to run through the ladder real quickly. And of course, it's Melbourne United sitting in first position at 15-5, even though they've been on a recent slide, lost two of their last three. Perth 
are on a roll. To me, they're the main contenders to Melbourne United. Tasmania, as we spoke about earlier, and we're going to speak about a little bit later as well, on a bit of a slide. The same as Sydney Kings are in fourth, Illawarra in fifth. Uh, sorry, that's the Brisbane Bullets in fifth and Illawarra in sixth. Then it goes Southeast Melbourne, New Zealand, Cairns, and the Adelaide 36ers. Adelaide 36 is the only team that I think are out of the playoff hunt at the moment. Who let the dogs out? And now it is time for Brayden's Top Dogs. Yes, welcome back to our edition of Braden's Top Dogs. And we can't go past Brisbane Bullets import Chris Smith for our top dog for this week. The way he played last night to carry that offense while Nathan Sobey, again, someone who's averaged more than 27 points across their last five games. And Chris Smith was, this was his first game back from injury too. He missed the Sydney Kings game on last last weekend with a calf injury, but came back and absolutely lit it up for the Brisbane Bullets. Again, hit that massive game-winning three um, over the outstretched hand of Anthony Drimmick to win the game for Brisbane. Had 19 points. And just on that point, Chris Smith has played in seven, in nine victories this this season for the Bullets. And seven of those is when he scores more than 10 points. So a pretty key factor for the Brisbane Bullets this season, especially on the offensive end, they're not a great offensive team, is to get extra contributions from people other than Nathan Sobey. So when Chris Smith, who's averaging just over 11 points a game for the season, gets in double figures, it's more likely a Brisbane win than not. So I also spoke last night about the confidence making that shot will do for Chris Smith going down the latest stretches of this game. Some games he's looked a bit passive, a bit unconfident, but. A, a moment like that can just do wonders for a player's confidence. And if he can continue that form and give the Bullets another consistent scorer, as well as uh, integrating Casey Prather into their system, and hopefully he plays more and more minutes as the season goes on, the Bullets, if they can get more on that offensive end with their great defense, they're ranked in the top two defensively. They're going to be a tough team to beat for anyone, even in the playoffs, even if they play the likes of Melbourne United or the Perth Wildcats. So great signs for Bullets fans. And Chris Smith gets our well-earned top dog of the week. And just quickly on top of that, an honorable mention continues for the Illawarra Hawks. Six and two under Justin Tatum. They've gone from the bottom of the ladder when they had Jacob Jacomas to being in that top six and well and truly in the playoff hunt. So Illawarra Hawks get a mention in our top dogs as well. And who's on the radar this week? And for who's on the radar this week, we are going to go back to last night's game between the Tassie Jack Jumpers and the Brisbane Bullets. And it's the Jack Jumpers who are on the radar. This year, they've got more offensive firepower than they've had in previous years with the addition of Jordan Crawford, even people off the bench like Madjock Dang, even though he's out at the moment with an ankle injury. They've been much better on the offensive end. They're ranked second in offensive rating across the league but they're just making uncharacteristic defensive and simple mistakes that they haven't made in previous years, including when they made the grand final series in their inaugural year. Last night, the Bullets team, without Nathan Sobey, should not have got to 80 points. But in the first half, the Bullets dominated the offensive rebounds, had 16 to 6 second chance points. Tasmania Junk Jumpers usually known as a great rebounding team. They didn't do that last night, and that kept the Bullets afloat in that first half last night before Chris Smith took over. And then also, just simple mistakes like 
Transition defense. How many times last night did the jack jumper score either off a free throw or a normal play and the bullets go down and within four or five seconds they're getting a layup themselves or earning their way to the free throw line? That happened four or five times and that's 10 or so points and too much for a team like the Brisbane Bullets and too much for a Tassie jack jumpers team with championship aspirations this year. And even on the last play with Chris Smith hitting that three, they had two fouls to give and they didn't execute the plan. And here's what Scott Roth had Scott Roth had to say about that. They they beat us really at the end of the day. You know, we had a lot of again uh, self-inflicted wounds. We we're supposed to foul coming out of that timeout. We had one or two to give. We don't foul. Um, we leave ten foul shots on the foul line, uh, and then we make some really poor decisions in the last minute or two uh, with a back door out of the corner. Milt turns the ball over, uh, so it doesn't really come down to that shot. But we didn't follow through with um, going up and pressing and trying to get a deflection or a steal, and. Um, yeah, they deserve to win, and uh, kudos to them. Uh, with or without Sobey, it doesn't really matter. The league's too good. There's just too many good players around. Yeah, so some uncharacteristic mistakes from the Tassie Jack Jumpers last night. And secondly for the Jack Jumpers, import big Marcus Lee. They should have one of the best big man pairings in the league with him and Will Magnate coming off the bench. Instead, Marcus Lee's struggling to have an impact, and he didn't uh, perform very well at all last night. The Bullets dominated him physically. And in return, Will Magna needs to play more. He was good last night. And here's what Scott Roth had to say about Marcus Lee's effort against the Bulls. And some of it's, um, you know, rebounding. We we got crushed in the first half there. We have 11 offensive rebounds, and I wasn't really happy with um, Marcus's rebounding output at that point. Uh, some of it is his physicality and playing, and, and I think uh, having both those two is a luxury to have. Um, and how we use them, you know, is depending upon, a, you know, a few variables going. Of course, this is a game, obviously, that you need some bigs involved in it and multiple bigs. And I thought they, you know, competed fairly well across the board, Magnate, um, I thought was very good. Yeah, so Marcus Lee firmly on the radar. I expect Will Magnate to enter that starting lineup at some point. But the fixtures for this week, starting Adelaide hosting Sydney tonight, New Zealand hosting Melbourne United, Tassie hosting Illawarra Hawks on Friday, Cairns versus Adelaide on Saturday, Perth versus South East Melbourne Phoenix, the Brisbane at home to the Hawks on Sunday, and finish off the round with Sydney hosting the New Zealand Breakers. Thanks for joining us on the NBL Show. We'll see you next week.